Hi, everyone. So emerging threats and countermeasure. So the first thing that comes to mind is the cybersecurity paradox. It, it, one of many, perhaps. But we understand what needs to be fixed, but we lack the ability to fix it. Not necessarily an ability of technology or your technical abilities and knowledge, uh, for that matter, but a way to communicate the urgency, to communicate the impact on the organization, and so on and so forth. Hear what I mean. So when you have to patch something, to fix something on a network for, because of an emerging threat, um, we fail to communicate why it's important, where are you going to start, because there's this underlying belief that we have to fix everything at the same time. So when you scan an environment as a cybersecurity analyst and you scan a subnet, you know, no discrimination, you scan all the APs there and come up, here are the vulnerabilities, here are the high, mediums, and lows, go ahead and patch all the highs. There is no concept of criticality. Now, if you have a scan that takes that in consideration, I always scan all the high systems in the subnet, I will scan all the medium systems subnet, and I'll send them accordingly to you, meaning the ones that are critical with potentially a exploit in a while that is being used, then the other highs with no exploit, then the mediums and so forth. So you give the IT partners an ability to prioritize based on that risk. The other way to do it is that you understand what is important in the organization. So you have a list of the solutions that have a direct impact to the company's mission, corporate objectives, objectives, vision, and the products that your organization provides to your customers and shareholders. So when you have that understanding, you scan those first, the priority is already there for you. And what I mean scan environment, when you do a risk assessment environment, it's not necessarily only scanning. Now, scanning will address the emerging threats where this vulnerability may exist in your environment. But if you're doing a risk assessment to understand the weaknesses of that particular uh, critical environment in your organization, you will do a lot more than just that. You will assess the devices. That is your scan. You will assess the device. And devices, what I mean is, is routers, switches, firewalls, servers, databases, tablets, iPhones, desktops. I mean, anything that connects to your network. Now, will you scan everything? No. Now, will you pick an environment that has the solution that is critical for your organization, evaluate the devices that are in that environment, and then only pick those? Now, what I just told you from iPhone, tablets, and so forth, yes, that is the in broad definition of devices. Now, if you have tablets and iPhones on that environment, of course, you're going to scan them. Of course, you're going to evaluate them. Of course, you're going to risk rank them. But if you don't have that environment, hey, disqualify them because of they do not exist in that environment. So having that in mind, understanding what the environment is, that is the devices alone. Then the next, what you're going to do is evaluate the networks. Now, 
you just heard me say router switches and firewalls. Yes, those are network devices. What I mean with network is to understand what protocols that are allowed or not allowed in that environment. Let's say you're evaluating this critical environment. All of a sudden you discover there is uh, an SSH, which is an encrypted protocol. And there's a tunnel between your server and some outside connection. And it's going, well, that is not normal. Why I have a encrypted connection between my critical system and an outside server desktop, what have you, an outside IP address. Is that normal? So you evaluate the networks. Also evaluate when you're taking a look at networks, what clear tax protocols that you have, what encrypted protocols that you have, and so on and so forth. So trying to understand what ports are open, going through those firewalls and traversing those routers and switches, understanding the networks. That is what I mean with networks. Next, we evaluate what applications exist on that environment. Now, a solution, and a solution, what I mean is, is a complete solution, is a, a complete ecosystem from routers, switches, firewalls, servers, databases, supporting a key solution in your organization. Let's say SAP, or let's say ServiceNow, or, or your exchange environment, you pick whatever is important in your organization, that solution and the supporting systems. So what other applications exist in that environment besides your main solutions, SAP? Do you have Java? Do you have other applications that support that later on? Part of your scan, you say, well, where I have this version of this application, and you'll be able to associate that. Other elements you're looking when doing that assessment is who owns it? Every organization is a little bit different. So if you have an application that has a IT as the owner or the custodian, or you have an application where your organization says, no, we have an application owner for that. IT is not responsible. So assign an owner for that, making those connections, because if these emerging threats, you will not have much time to go pursuing and trying to identify. That is not the time, even if you had the time. That's not the time to do it. Those are pre-work. So those are homeworks. You have to make those connections. Associate those applications the systems, the databases, the devices in general to a particular owner. Now, if you have these uh, separate devices and applications and separate owners for this, separate owners for that, make sure those roles and responsibilities are well documented because when time comes, who does what should be very clear at that point. The other area you should be evaluating part of this is the data. So is the data critical? If it is critical, should it be encrypted during transport and storage? So understanding what data exists in that environment could be key to identify the criticality of the system if you, have, if you don't know yet. So you can use that criticality to assign urgency to your work, to remediations, and so forth. Now, we pick a theme here in the beginning. And now, this we are evaluating a critical solution for your organization to support the vision, the mission, the corporate objectives, and the products that you should provide to your customers and shareholders. Understanding that you can take a guess 
that whatever comes out and whatever is generated from that environment is critical to the organization. So it's a safe bet, a safe assumption. So understanding that it should be encrypted. If it is, great. If it is not, should it be? Evaluate that. Where the information is going. You can do a data map. Say yes, because if, I, I bet you the information does not live on that bubble. Other applications, other APIs, going to go in that environment, grab the information, and use to create reports, create other applications. It will be the input of something else that is outside that you do not consider critical to the organization, but your data is leaving that environment. You need to also understand where that data is. Because if that emerging threat is there on your environment and the threat actor is trying to steal information, why is still from Fort Knox, where you have the information protected, monitored, maintained, if that other environment here is less secure and your data is sitting there, the same data, because you have this API that pull every midnight, pull that information to uh, update these other applications. So understanding the data flows is very important. Lastly, you should be evaluating the users on that environment. Now, users could mean a lot, could mean a lot of, you know, all the users. If you don't have the time, the staffs, the resources, focus on the admins of that environment because those user accounts have the most power overall in the system to make changes and modifications. Focus on them. Do they have a different strength of password? Simple as that. Regular user, let's say, is nine characters. And for that password, for admin is 20 characters, what have you. Make sure they are implemented throughout that environment. If the AD is pretty simple, right? You check the Active Directory and see if it's that. But then you have these applications that do not connect to AD. Are those admins having the same password requirements? as the rest of the other systems. Those are the oddballs that you need to be checking as part of that risk assessment. Do all the admins still work in your company? Pretty simple. Do it still open uh, work there? Or the account is just open there, ready to go, but there's the employee no longer exists. Or the employee is no longer with the company. Make sure that you have that information as you assess. So those are uh, a way for you to do a risk assessment in your organization beyond the point and shoot type of scan. So you do those. So once you understand now you have that high environment, now you understand, but let's go back uh, to the vulnerability scan. So you assess the vulnerability, let's say an environment with um, 250 systems. And you have 23 you found to have uh, high vulnerabilities. And now, the example I'll give you here are going to be high, medium, and low. So we have, let's say, 250, let's say about 30 or high. And then you have about 90 to 100 mediums, and the rest is low. And I ask you, so what is the environment risk criticality? So I'm not asking for devices. I'm not asking you for you to provide each device Criticality, yes, I know the scan will provide you that. 
But if you combine all the 250 with all the highs, medians, and lows, what is the environment risk criticality? Is the environment a high? Is the environment a medium? Because most of them are mediums. Or the environment is a high because you set a watermark level that if I have any highs, is high, right? Like we do classifying data. Is a mixed environment with high, mediums, and low. What is the total environment criticality? So here comes the, the, the challenge for you as a risk assessor and evaluating the environment for any emerging threats is that there's no acceptable way to calculate either in academia or in a corporate environment to calculate that environment. And you will see the, the companies that attempt to do that going to create their own formula. So what is that environment? You can establish that any way you want in your organization. I'll give you a small example. If you set your risk appetite to your organization is, I should not have any more than 10 highs on the environment at any point in time because we have uh, a very low risk appetite. We need to start patching those right away. So if you have, what I said, 50, 70, 20 highs, regardless, if it's above that mark, the entire environment should be considered high, regardless how many mediums and lows. So you set that high bar, and then you define the critical environment. Now, it's not perfect. It's not the exact number. There's no fancy complex calculation about that but it's better than being here and trying to decide mm, should be high should be medium we just guess <laughs> no you have a methodology an approach that was accepted by manager accepted by your peers that should not have more than 10 highs so establish that and stick with it because you need consistency when you're establishing these it's not because you don't want to, okay, this can, you know, anything or this environment, anything above 10, uh, the environment could be considered high. Then you scan a similar critical environment uh, three months down the road. You say, well, if it's above 20, we're going to consider high. But for right now, it's, you know, 17. Let's consider that a medium. Now you highlight the subjectivity of your approach. Establish that and scan consistently. So all your critical environments, anything above 10, the entire environment is considered high. If it is not a critical environment, right, it's a, it's a supporting environment, you know, anything above 20. And, and I'm just picking numbers, you know, I'm not prescribing here. Every organization will be different. But what you need to do is establish something that is objective, accepted by your peers, accepted by your stakeholders, accepted by the application owners and the system owners and what have you. It has to be something that everyone has to buy in because when come time to implement, we all know the criticality of these environments and how we got to that, right? how we got to that criticality because there's some thought into it, it's tied to risk appetite to the organization and so on and so forth. So understanding that risk environment. Now I talk about vulnerabilities. There are several ways uh, to see 
vulnerabilities in your organization and classify them. I'll give you one way. There are three themes of vulnerability or vulnerability scanning of vulnerability results. Vulnerabilities will fall into a critical category, which are vulnerabilities that have exploits. Vulnerabilities that have not only exploit, they are being actively being exploited in the environment. Then you have vulnerabilities that fall under zero day. Those are vulnerabilities that no one know existed and it got released and now you have to patch it if a patch exists. Usually a zero day, you might have some workarounds until the vendor actually establish and develop a patch for you. Hence, zero day. There's no uh, warning about that. So you have your critical, your zero day. And the third will be your cyber hygiene. Cyber hygiene is basically maintaining the environment as, as, as you know, hygiene means in a personal way. You have to maintain a certain level of vulnerability in your environment. Remember, you cannot patch everything. And that is not your goal. But you have to maintain a certain level. Let's say the environment should not have patches or vulnerabilities that are older than 30 days. 60 days, once again, tied to your risk appetite. How much can you live with it, right? Let's say 30 days for just picking one for conversation. So you evaluate your environment, you know, regardless of high, medium, or low. Let's say your environment should not have vulnerabilities that high in 30 days. That's your cyber hygiene. You establish that on your organization and you continuously scan the environment. Make sure that your cyber hygiene is within acceptable levels. So those are the three ways to categorize these vulnerabilities, critical, zero day, and cyber hygiene. And with that, you establish that risk program or the vulnerability program rather, and you start scanning the environment. Now you understand which categories they are. You understand how you scan the environment in terms of picking the critical systems that impact the vision, the mission, the corporate objectives. You understand the fact that you evaluate more than only devices, you evaluate networks, you evaluate applications, you evaluate data, and you evaluate users. Now, how you evaluate that? You just scan or do whatever you want? No. You have to be based on something. And once again, it's not because you feel you're supposed to be doing that. No, I recommend using the cybersecurity framework. Now, if you're an ISO shop, great, use the ISO. If you're a COVID shop, great, use the COVID. Use a framework that is objective that you can point to. So the cybersecurity framework, you evaluate devices against uh, one of the functions of the cybersecurity framework. You evaluate device against identify. Can I identify all the devices? Have I identified all the devices? Do you have a strong methodology to identify all the devices? And so on and so forth. Ask those questions. Then you move to the next function, devices and protect. Do I have protection mechanisms to protect these devices? And so on and so forth. And then you move to the next one, um, identify, protect, detect. Do I have detection mechanisms to protect those devices? So 
protect your antivirus and so forth. Detect, um, once again, identifying, uh, detecting, I'm sorry, detecting anything that happened in your environment. That's post, right? It's uh, what we call right to the boom, right? Up there, you identify, you protect, and then eventually is the old adage, right? It's, it's not if, but when you get compromised. So when you get compromised comes the detect. Are you able to detect that attack? So that what functions, what tools, what processes you have in place, evaluate, and so on and so forth. And then you go through the, the, the entire um, uh, NIST cybersecurity functions, cyber, uh, cyber, cybersecurity uh, framework functions, uh, and evaluating those. So you have these areas that you assess over time, and you continue assessing them uh, on your environment. So now we have, we understand vulnerabilities, we understand how we're going to classify them, we understand how we're going to assess, and so on and so forth. So you can assess the entire environment, you can assess a simple set. Now, a simple set is something that tricks a lot of people. Because you say, okay, I have 250 devices in that environment. Uh, I don't have the resources. I don't have the, 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 you know, the time at all to do this, all of them at once. So I will do 50 of them. Or I will do 100 of them. So, but the, the, the question becomes, is that enough? Is that simple set? that you just pick out of nowhere, uh, representative total population. Um, if you're lucky, it will be, right? If not, how you get to that? Well, there are statistical form formulas that you can use, and I recommend using them if you're going to use sample set. Because when you go present this to leadership, a few things you wanted to keep in mind. One is, it's not what you feel what you believe, but it's something that you can point to. Once again, what I like to call, you know, take the weight off your shoulders. You, you, you don't want that. You don't want to be the, the guy or the gal being interrogating, interrogated because, oh, why you think is that? Why is that? Where you got that from? And so on and so forth. So on your assessment, you say, I'm going to assess these device classes. I'm going to assess against the cybersecurity framework. Once again, it's not me. It's the NIST recommended, which is an industry developed standard accepted throughout the, the country and the world as an acceptable a way to assess risk in your organization. And the formula simple set, I will use a statistical formula that I can extrapolate the number that is statistically tied to total population has, um, let's say it has a, a, a 95% uh, confidence level. And so on and so forth. So you tie that whole 95% confidence level it is a simple set that is done not because you felt like that was a good number that your team could have finished on time, but rather it's tied statistically to the total population. So this way, if you find uh, vulnerabilities on that simple set, you can say that is uh, correlated to the total population. So 10% of your sample set should exactly correlate to 10% of total population, even though you didn't do the entire population. Once again, ties to that. That makes you look great. That makes you look smart. That makes you look in a way that if challenged, 
you can say, I got this from here. And here's the resources, by the way, if you want to take a look at yourself. Look good. Do the assessment objectively. You know, every time you can eliminate subjectivity is a good time for you and for your team. So emerging threats and countermeasures is a great topic, but highly misunderstood in how you implement that in any organization. You can read a book 500 pages long and we go through the sciences of emerging threat, the sciences of how to do this and this multiple ways, but a step-by-step book on how to uh, address this in your organization, how to get this through your leadership and by consensus uh, among stakeholders, it's kind of hard to find there, and it requires experience. There's your book knowledge, and then your actually your corporate knowledge, because you will face those. You want to ask for resources. You want to work with your stakeholders to make sure it's patched on time. All of that. There's no book that explain that for you. And every organization gonna be a little bit different. You you might know your organization, but if you change companies, the other organization, you have some other hurdles that you're gonna have to overcome. But having that foundational knowledge, having that foundational approach that can sustain scrutiny about your sample set, can sustain scrutiny while you're evaluating this way, can sustain scrutiny why you said 10% is a, is a good high water mark for high vulnerabilities or why not five, why not? Well, based on company risk appetite, you can just answer a question with another question. If your 10% is not good enough, it's too high. What is your risk appetite? We can't adjust accordingly so we all be happy in the middle. So having that foundational knowledge can get you ready, regardless of what the company culture is and regardless of what company you go work with. Having that understanding, not just the topic, but how to implement a program that is focused on the threats and countermeasures in protecting your organization.